The London-based detective agency escapes to the country now, as Anna Massey and Francis Barber star in Daunt and Dervish. Three Scotsmen. That's not bad, is it? Three out of eleven. Well, that's three elevenths. Almost thirty percent. But we could fill the whole team on our own. Yes, although that would be Scotland versus the rest of Europe, wouldn't it? Rather than Great Britain versus the rest of Europe. And surely the point is. The point is to pretend that this is a united nation, whereas in fact it is no more united than the remainder of the continent. Bill, it's only football. It's not a matter of life and death. No, it's a good deal more important than Morning. that. Morning. Posts arrive. Good. Perhaps it'll provide a diversion. Bill is rather exercised about a sporting event. I know who I shall be cheering for anyway. Billy Little, Billy Steele, and Colonel Sir Gerald Collingham Brown. No, Archie Macaulay, right half. What did you say, Susan? It's who this letter's from. Embossed on the back of the envelope, Colonel. Jerry, here, let me see. So you know him, Jerry? Goodness, yes. Oh, the weekends we spent back in the twenties and thirties up at Ingleby. Golden days and candlelit nights. The ladies in their jewels and finery. I have similar memories of our Bruce. Bogner. But this has been redirected a couple of times. A while since I've lived in Mayfair, I'm afraid. Let's see. Dear Josephine, trust you are well. So what have you got planned for the weekend, Bill? Well, I hadn't got much further than listening to the match. You... A good book and the Sunday papers. Have a few guests coming up on the weekend of the tenth. Wondered if you could join us. The tenth? That's tomorrow. Must have been delayed in the redirection. I suppose so. Oh, and then, P.S. Do feel free to bring along a friend. Ah.、Oh. Hmm. Well, this is a bit、uh, awkward, isn't it? Potentially, because I'd like to take you both. Obviously, you'd love it. I'm sure. Oh, no question. Oh, beyond doubt.、But、of course, I could hardly impose. Tell you what, I'll put the kettle on and you two fight it out between yourselves. Come on, Bill. This has got your name written all over it. A high society weekend? You must be joking. I wouldn't fit in any better, and it'll be a chance for you to spend some time with Josephine. Yes, but in a place she has fond memories of visiting with her husband. But that was a long time ago. Well. <clears throat> Is there a victor? There is. I've decided to make the sacrifice. You have? Yes. Bill will be your invited guest. Daunt and Dervish, by Guy Meredith, with Anna Massey as Josephine Daunt and Francis Barber as Susan Dervish. Episode four: A farewell to Ingleby. We met them in New Delhi, 1924. It must have been. It was George's first senior diplomatic posting. There was a good deal of contact between the High Commission and the Army, of course. They were quite dangerous times, what with the religious conflicts and various objections to the Raj. But exciting times too. I can imagine. George and I moved on, globe trotting every few years. But、um, Jerry and Lydia stayed put in India, apart from when he was on leave. Somehow, though, we seem to coincide quite a lot back in England, and that's when we caught up with them here in Suffolk. So Gerald is retired now, I presume. Yes, and a widower. Poor Lydia died in 1940, a year after George. I haven't been back here since, but it doesn't change. The rolling wheat fields, the hedgerows, the church towers. This trip means a lot to you, doesn't it? Yes. Yes, it does. Then I'm glad to accompany you, Josephine. 
I really am. And I'm glad you're here, Bill. Here we are. Engleby Manor. Good Lord. The window cleaning bill would mount up, wouldn't it? How many rooms are there? I've really no idea. It's been in Jerry's family for generations, as has the baronetcy. Oh, look, coming down the steps. Well, that would be the baronet himself, I take it. Damn good to see you again, Josephine. Damn good. It's been too long. It certainly <laughs> has. And you haven't changed a bit, Jerry. Oh, untrue, I'm afraid. Longer in the tooth, larger in the girth. <laughs> and tax to the eyeballs. Aren't we all? <laughs> oh, and, and Jerry, I must introduce Bill Mackey. Good afternoon. Uh, hello there. Uh, uh, do bring the bags along. You were lucky to hang on to staff, Josephine. Of course, I've still got Chandra, but... You know, uh, uh, no, Jerry. Huh? Actually, Bill's a, a friend. You did say... What? Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry, old man. Foolish mistake. Oh, anyone could have made it. Still, uh, bring the bags along anyway, huh? Up these steps, Josephine. You know the way. I could hardly forget. <laughs> a man friend. I see. Good. Well, uh, let's show you to your room. To your rooms. Wonderful fighters, the Scots. Had a batman called Mackey once. Lost his legs at Ypres. Bill, he didn't say that. Not the bit about the legs, perhaps, but the implication was clear. Caledonian cannon fodder. Jerry may be a little old-fashioned. A little? It's just bluster. His heart's in the right place. Turn your back. I'm unpacking my underwear. What? Oh, right. Society changes, and not everybody adjusts quite rapidly enough, that's all. Besides, Jerry's a lonely man. His wife's dead, and Penny, their only child, has gone to live in India, apparently. This weekend, there are house guests, but normally... There's just him and the maid rattling around here. Yes, but that's a matter of choice, Josephine. Good Lord! Is that a nightdress? You weren't supposed to see it. Well, I barely can. It's almost diaphanous. It's not meant as encouragement. Oh, don't worry. It's about three miles from my room to here. I could hardly find my way in the dead of night. Really? Well, perhaps if I dropped a trail of breadcrumbs. <laughs> Oh, marvellous timing, Colonel. Was he in charge at Balaclava by any chance? Bill. Yes? Oh, I'm sorry to bother you about it. Oh. Hello. Uh, just in my way. Oh, look, you wouldn't have a radio here, would you? A radio? It's the match. Football? The people's game? Yes, there's one in the billiard room. That's... Uh... Oh, don't worry, I'll find it. Extraordinary fellow. I do apologize, Jerry. I'm sure you two will hit it off when you get to know each other. Possibly. Wouldn't back on it. Been, um, stepping out with him for long? We've known each other for a year or so. Yeah. He's not George, is he? Well, obviously not. But he's caring. He's a great support. Don't you miss that about Lydia? There are any number of things I miss about Lydia. Jerry... Both you and I were married for a long time. But however we feel about our respective spouses, there comes a time when one has to move on. Yes. But one doesn't have to move quite so far. Anyway, I just came to say there'll be drinks on the terrace in half an hour or so. Meet the other guests and uh, perhaps we'll be able to have a proper chinwag too. Beautiful afternoon. What? 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 I said, 
It's a beautiful afternoon. It's a sun. Goodness, Chandra, a real sundowner. Oh, as near as rationing will allow. Mm, you're a miracle worker. Don't you ever get tired of this deprived, chilly country and want to go home? After so many years, Mrs. Dodd, Ingleby Manor is my home. You're very loyal. And what about Penny? How long has she been in India? Since she came of age, about 18 months now. She was always in love with the country, even when she was at boarding school here. You must miss her. Yes, I do. Uh, marvelous to see old friends, but most of the survivors are at an age when you have to bellow at them. <laughs> Isn't that Dodders? Yes, and Jeffers, too. Oh. Time takes its toll. Yeah, how are the refills going, Chandra? Oh, I must go and replenish the stock. Please, will you excuse me? Yeah. Wonderful woman. I don't know what I'd do without her. But, uh What? What is it, Jerry? Oh, Josephine... The reason I wanted this reunion is... Well, it's a sort of farewell gesture. Farewell? Farewell to what? Farewell to Ingleby. I'm having to sell the place. An historic 6-1 victory here at Hampton Park for the Great Britain team playing against the rest of Europe 11. With two goals from Wilf Mannion, two from Tommy Lawton, one from yes. Billy Steele, and one... Scott's pride just about maintained. <sighs> I suppose I'd better do the decent thing and join the rest of the pack. Now then, was it right or was it left? <sighs> ah, signs of human habitation. Excuse me. Hello there. I say... Oh, for goodness sake, hold on! Yeah, I've already started packing. Up in town to see the agent on Monday. I just can't afford the upkeep. That's the length and the breadth of it. Oh, it's such a shame, Jerry. Oh, it's this damn Labour government I blame. Bloodsuckers at home and incompetence abroad. No understanding of the past and no vision of the future. You're talking about India? Whole subcontinents heading for disaster, mark my words. It could be horrific. Oh, my goodness, what on earth is that? He came from inside the house. Chandra, oh, what the devil's going on? I don't know, Sir Gerald, I don't know. I found this man here. I screamed. Wait a minute. Was it you who hit me? Well, if she did, she had every right to. What on earth do you think you're doing, wandering into private parts of the house? This is my bedroom, man. I was lost. I was looking for help. Then this door was opened. Not just the door. The dressing table. Good God. Lydia's jewellery box. He was bending over it. I, I did hit him, yes. With your cane, Sir Gerald, it was by the bed. I warn you, you coward, if you've taken anything. Jerry, please. You hit me with the cane. Is that right, Chandra? Yes, he is a thief. He's a thief, he is. Damn it. Lydia's jade necklace, her finest piece. It's gone. Jerry, are you sure? Let me see. No. No, wait a minute, Josephine. Chandra is right. I did steal the necklace. I did... What? But I don't understand. 
Was he suffering from delusions or something? I really don't know. It was bizarre. There was certainly a nasty wheel to one side of his head, and when we found him, he was perched groggily on the edge of the bed. Yet Bill restated his admission in front of the police? Yes, that's the strangest thing. I tried to prevent Jerry calling them, but he wouldn't have it. He'd already taken against Bill, you see. Well, Josephine, chalk and cheese. What do you mean? That it's somehow my fault? I'm not saying that, and I've never met Sir Gerald Thingamy what's it. But let's get back to the point. Chandra repeated her allegation, and Bill concurred. But he didn't have the necklace on him. No. They searched his pockets. Apparently, it's vanished. It can't have done, can it? If Chandra was the only other person in the house, she must have it. Was she searched? Not so far as I'm aware. Jerry was so insistent that Bill was the malefactor, you see. And up there, he's got clout. So is she, if she KO'd Bill. How old is Chandra? Oh, ageless. She's been with the family ever since I've known them. Susan, I went straight from the police station to catch the milk train to London, and my brain's fogged up. But we've got to do something, and I... I just don't know what. All right, listen. Whatever Bill's up to, we're unlikely to find out so long as he's being questioned. So, I suggest we approach the problem from another direction. Go on. If you stole a valuable necklace, what would you do with it? Either wear it or sell it, I suppose. Right. And we can probably rule out the possibility of Chandra flaunting his ex-wife's baubles in front of Sir Jerry... So I suggest we check on the second option. Yes, but Chandra... I know, faithful as the day is long. However, you mentioned that her employer is selling Ingleby. Apparently. So what might that mean for her? Out on her ear? Surely not. She might fear so. And have trusted retainers never made off with the family silver? Well, I suppose... Right, then. It's time to put out an alert. Now, there won't be a pawnbroker open in the whole of Suffolk on Sunday... But Hatton Garden, on the other hand, is never busier. Well, I'm speaking from memory, of course, but so far as I recall, the pendant in the centre is a highly polished piece of jade, about an inch long, sculpted into the face of some goddess or other. The necklace itself is studded with emeralds, and the chain's gold. It sounds beautiful. If only I could see it. That's the point, Manny. It's missing. Oh, a thief of some discernment, perhaps. We can't be sure, but nothing much happens in Hatton Garden that you don't know about. And as you've been good enough to give us some tip-offs in the past... You want me to be honest, Manny Layman? Again, don't bank on it. <laughs> it's uh, Indian, of course, the piece. Yes, it was a gift to Lydia, though I can't remember from whom. Mm. Jade, emeralds, gold. An unusual combination of materials. It was from somewhere up north, I think. There are very few places where those natural resources occur together. The foothills of the Himalayas, I would say. Uh, thanks for the geology lesson. Perhaps not absolutely vital. Amaritsu but... at a guess. Yes, that's it. Amaritsu. It was the local potentate gave it to her. Amaritsu? Yes, it's well to the north of Delhi, just west of... Geography um... not necessary either, but... I've come across that name very recently. Did you read the paper today? That's it. I just started when you arrived, Josephine. Here, let me jog your memory. There it is. Prince Ravani of Amaritsu visits London. That's a coincidence, certainly. Or perhaps more than a coincidence. I Four walls do not our prison make, nor iron bars our cell. 
a muttering drunk on the next door bunk is necessary as well. Oh, dear, William Mackey, what have you done? Wasn't feeling for the best. Look lively there. You've got a visitor. Mr. Mackey? Chandra? I want to apologize. And also to thank you. As you know, I was not telling the truth about the theft. Either to Sir Gerald or to the police. And neither was I. We both had our reasons. I will not ask yours. But I think you have a right to know mine. All right. So Prince Ravani of Amaritsu is here in London. But if you think for a moment that someone of royal blood is going to be involved in a common theft... You have a curious view of society. Have I ever mentioned that, Josephine? More than once. Servants don't steal. The aristocracy doesn't steal. That's not what I meant. But I've lived in India. You haven't. These nabobs have dignity, principles. Oh, come on. Most of them were educated at Eton. They'd have had that roasted out of them. for being facetious. The fact is that if every head of state took back what they felt belonged to them, half the crown jewels would go missing. Except that the crown jewels are under lock and key in the Tower of London, while the Amaritsu necklace was in a box on top of a dressing table behind an open door, which, incidentally, seems like madness. Now there, I agree. But Jerry did say he'd started packing the house up. And he was so attached to Lydia, I can quite imagine that he'd want her keepsakes nearby. Very well. But with Bill also facing the lock and key treatment, I think we should explore all the avenues available. So, the Ritz. Where else would a prince stay? After you. Oh, dear. What is it? Another trip down Nostalgia Lane. Many years since I was here with George. So many that you wouldn't know the manager, for instance. I'm afraid not. Why? Somehow we'll have to smooth talk our way up to Rovani's suite. No, wait. There is another possibility. What's that? Those two strapping chaps by the lift in traditional dress. They must be from his entourage. Bodyguards, by the look of it. We could ingratiate ourselves, say a few words in the local language. Who? You or me? You were in India. I wasn't. Yes, but I... Oh, come on, it can't all have faded, can it? A simple greeting of some sort. That's easy to say. Let me see. All right, here goes. Uh, Excuse me. Terry Scala. Something lost the translation. I'm not sure. Hey! No, it's Nemiscaris, I wish you a good day, while Tiriscaris, uh, shall we say, less respectful. I see. My deepest apologies, Mrs. Daunt, if you were handled in any way roughly. Not in the least. It achieved our objective anyway. Would you care for tea? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Your objective being to ask me what I know about the Amaritsu jade necklace. I'm afraid I know very little. It was given by my grandfather, then an old man, to the wife of the local governor, Lady Lydia Collingham Brown. He said it was a tribute to her beauty. I can believe that. If, as you say, it has disappeared, I am perturbed at its loss. But there are far more troubling events taking place. You know of the general situation in India, I imagine? British withdrawal, proposed partition, 
the Boundary Commission and so on? Yes, those are the political acts, but beneath them is the bloody reality of everyday life. India has always been a divided country, divided by religion, by ruler, by caste. The British managed to unite it for the best part of 200 years. Independence, however, had to come, but the cost... And uh, is that why you're here? I cannot go into the details of my visit. It is a servant, you say, whom you suspect of stealing the necklace? Yes. You have proof of that? Not exactly. Why? Uh, no reason. Will you forgive me, ladies? I have rather an important meeting. Of course. Thank you for your time, Prince Ravani. And I congratulate you on your Hindi. Simply brush it up a little, that is all. <laughs> ah, Mr. Venlo. Your Highness, I take it? Oh, such formality will not be necessary. May I introduce Mrs. Daunt, Mrs. Dervish? Yes, yes, let's uh, skip the social graces. We have business to do. Oh, uh, as you wish. Good afternoon, ladies. Good, Good afternoon. afternoon. Charming man. Ravani, possibly. Didn't like the look of that Venlo character. I wonder what sort of business they're up to. Yes, but not half as much as I wonder what's happened to Bill. I walked out of the police station a free man, oh, conditionally at least, and caught the first train down here. Oh, it's good to be back, I must say. And it's good to have you back. But I, I don't understand. Chandra told the truth, you see. Told the police how she tried to pin the theft on me. That's what we surmised. But they still don't have the crucial piece of evidence, the necklace. No. So what has she done with it? Oh, nothing. She never had it. Bill, we're going to need some clarification here. If you didn't steal it and she didn't steal it, who did? And why on earth did you confess to the crime? Yes, I can see that is a bit of a poser. All right. Here's what happened. You know, I'd been listening to the football match in the billiard room. Well, after it had finished... Now then, was it right or was it left? And there was a woman at the end of the corridor. She was wearing Indian robes, so I assumed she was Chandra. Excuse me. There was hardly any light, you see. Not cleaning those windows, I suppose. Hello there. I say, oh, for goodness sake, hold on. I lost her completely for a while. And myself, needless to say, I did more wandering than the tribes of Israel. Resident ghost, maybe. Why on earth can't this man live in a bungalow? And then I saw her again. But this time, I realized for sure that it wasn't Chandra. Then who was it? I didn't know at that time. She was entering what turned out to be Sir Jerry's bedroom. I hurried along, looked in the door, and there was the jewelry box, open. You walked in? And received a thwack over the head. Came to when somebody screamed, this time it was Chandra. And next thing I knew, you were at my side and Sir Jerry was hurling accusations. But who was the other woman? I think I know the answer to that. She was wearing Indian robes, you say? Yes. It was Penny, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, it was. According to Chandra. Penny? The Colonel's daughter? I told you I could never imagine Chandra stealing anything. And there was only one person in the world she'd cover up for. She was Penny's amma. She'd brought her up since birth. So, you were covering for Chandra. 
And Chandra was covering for Penny. That's about the size of it. No, hold on. There's something that doesn't fit here. Well, of course. Penny was supposed to be in India. Obviously, she travelled over. But with the sole purpose of stealing the necklace? And if so, why? Well, to answer that, we'd need to find Penny. I don't know whether the police are after her, but I've taken the precaution of checking on sailings to India. The next P&O liner to Bombay is from Southampton in a week's time. But... There is a mainly cargo vessel leaving East Indian docks tomorrow night. Well, we should have a look at the passenger list at least. Yes, oh, however, if you'll forgive me, I understand some Jerry will be up in town. You want to see him? After all that's happened? Well, someone should explain to him what's going on. Chandra questioned by the police, the necklace still missing. Well, that's true, but you? Oh, we got off on the wrong foot and the rest followed from there. It's my chance to make amends. That's very noble of you, Bill. I'm touched. What sort of girl is Penny? She was always a little wild, a little willful. It's the natural consequence of a boarding school education. I'll have to trust you on that. Are she and her father close? No, I wouldn't say so. It's not that she actively dislikes him. But again, when you've seen more of your nursemaid and your teachers than your parents, it can be difficult to form a bond. George and Lydia tried to compensate when they saw her, but... Then that leads to other problems. Spoiled little rich kid. Except not so rich. <laughs> well. All right. Perhaps comparatively. But um, if Jerry's got into debt trying to keep Ingleby going, who knows whether there'll be any money left when it's sold. Hmm. Penny would be Sir Jerry's sole heir, of course. Yes. Why? Look at it this way. Young lady has every need catered to, finishes school, turns 21, buzzes off to India, has whale of a time, lotus eating, apparently endless. Except, horror of horrors, news arrives from home, family fortunes not so rosy, ancestral pile being sold to appease creditors. All right, go on, but uh, perhaps without the telegraph ease. Very well. <laughs> Penny's decidedly upset. She sees that she's about to be left without her own name, as it were. Then she remembers her mother's jade and emerald necklace. Which she will inherit on Jerry's death. Unless Jerry has to sell it off in the meantime. But he wouldn't. Wouldn't he? How do you know? How does she know? If he has no other option... So she comes over and steals it, just in case. Exactly. And one thing's for sure, when she does trade it in, she's pretty much bound to let it go cheap. I suppose that all fits together, doesn't it? Yes. It still doesn't entirely explain Bill's behaviour, but apart from that... Anyway, here's the passenger office. If we're going to check whether Penny's name is on the sailing list, we may have to resort to bribery. I think half a crown should do it, don't you? What? Yes. I except it's my turn, I know. Oh, am I've only got a ten bob nose. Susan! No, look, I have. I'm not making it up. No, no, no. At the far end of the quay, under the davits, loading cargo. The woman in Indian robes. The boat is sailing for Bombay. But it's her. Who? Penny. It's Penny. I'm certain of it. It's not enough that I've got chaos at Ingleby. I have to sit for an hour with a blasted estate agent, but when I finally emerge, you are waiting for me. And now you seem to drink this soapy-looking stuff. Bitter's all they have, I'm afraid. Cheers. Oh, very well. Cheers. <coughs> Look, Sir Jerry, I know this isn't going to be easy, but I wanted to talk with you, man to man. Why would it be easy? We're both men, aren't we? Yes, but it's the subject matter. 
nothing to do with the necklace. Or not directly. What then? Something about yourself and Josephine? You don't imagine I want to discuss that, do you? No, not to do with me and Josephine either, exactly. Although being close to her makes me an interested party. Oh, you're talking in riddles, man. I'm not with you. I was there in your bedroom, as you know. The former marital bedroom. I stood in front of the open jewelry box. Yes? And I saw them. Them? The letters, Sir Jerry. The letters? Only for a couple of seconds before I was struck down. But our offices, you see, they're in Josephine's flat. Like you, she keeps mementos of her deceased spouse. I've seen his handwriting. And on the cover of those envelopes, I recognized it again. My God, man. I know it must be painful, but the words, Dearest Lydia, hardly leave room for misinterpretation. <sighs> In a way, it's none of my business, of course. But the reason I confessed to the theft so readily was to prevent Josephine going near the jewelry box. She mustn't know anything of them, must she? That was always my opinion. That's why I never said anything. I found the letters after Lydia's death. They were devastating, of course. I have no idea how she responded to them, but, uh, well, reading between the lines, one can imagine. I'm sorry. I didn't want to tell Josephine. At the same time, you get so lonely, you see. That's why you resented me. Yes. What a fool's notion. Dare I'm no good with females. Show no emotion. It's the way the empire was run. That's why Lydia behaved as she did. Why Penny fled to India. <laughs> they want romance, women. Yes, I'm afraid you're right. <sighs> Too late now, anyway. Not necessarily. Penny isn't, I mean. She may not be lost to you forever. sure it was Penny? Yes, certain. I may not have seen her for a few years, but faces don't change that much. Well, she's done her disappearing act again. It's not so difficult on this wharf, is it? Cargo everywhere. It's a big ship. It'll take a while to load. Yes, wait a minute, though. Look, over there. That pile of crates. The long ones? Yes. There's a scrap of material caught on one of them. Oh, it, it, it's part of a sari. Oh, my God. Penny? Penny? Josephine, don't panic. This box is too small to contain a human body. You can't be sure of that. It's also far too heavy. Anyway, there's a bill of lading here. Apparently, these are gardening tools being exported to Amaritsu by one Richard Venlo. Venlo was the man we met at the Ritz. Prince Ravani had a meeting with him directly after he saw us. And the crates weren't full of edging tools and trimming shears. Oh, we only opened one, but it was piled to the brim with number four Lee Enfield rifles, standard for British troops in the war. Of which there is presumably now a large stockpile. That's right. They could be bought for a song, I should think. And sold on to the next big conflict, potentially the Indian subcontinent. Who was that? An old friend at the war office. 
Venlo is apparently a small-time weapons dealer, bit of a one-man band, but more unscrupulous than most. That's saying something. Until we complete our withdrawal, all arms exports to India are embargoed, so the shipment is illegal. But Ravani and Venlo are presumably happy to risk that. Yes, but what about Penny? Was she trying to stop the shipment? Has she been abducted? Oh, I'll get that. And what connection does she have with Amaritsu? Well, I'm not really sure. Hello, Dalton Dervish. She certainly disappeared from that quay pretty quickly. Yes, she could have been bundled into a car and whisked away. What? By Ravani, Venlo, or both? Oh, we'll find her. We must. We owe it to Jerry, at least. How was he, by the way? Oh, he was fine. He sends his love. Did you tell him it was Penny who stole the necklace? No. Strangely enough, we never get on to that subject. Then what on earth did you talk about? Uh, that was Manny Lehman. He has the necklace, and he wants us to meet him at the Ritz. Here is the necklace, and it surpasses your description, Mrs. Daunt. One of my colleagues was offered it by a young lady, gave two hundred pounds. It's worth three times that much, of course. Oh, it is beautiful. Then came the strange thing. He got a call from this hotel an hour ago, offering to buy it back at the value price. And the call came from Prince Ravani. How did you guess? <laughs> My colleague was delighted, of course. I offered to represent him. I thought you'd like to know about it, but I should warn you. I won't have the deal interfered with. We wouldn't want to, Manny. If Ravani was aware of the sale, it means that Penny must be here. Willingly or not. Now, wait a minute. If there's going to be fisticuffs... Well, try to avoid that by getting our Hindi correct for a start. Uh, Nemeskar. The Colonial Club. Where else would an old India hand stay when in town? Supper, what? 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 Excuse me, I'm looking for what? Don't worry, I'll try at the desk. What? Mrs. Daunt, Miss Dervish, it's something of a surprise to see you again. I had simply expected a commercial transaction. More than one, I'd say. I beg your pardon? You want to buy the Amaritsu necklace back from Manny here? A rather innocent purchase compared with your other interests. A hundred or so Lee-Enfield rifles, plus ammunition. Ah, you stumbled on that. We stumble often, Prince, but we arrive. Excuse me, are we going to trade this necklace here? Yes, in one moment. That is unfortunate. Unfortunate because your subjects will need them to defend themselves. Perhaps you're right, but it's an illegal deal, Prince Ravani. I am all too aware of that. And no, that is not the reason it's unfortunate. I am the reason it's unfortunate. Penny! Are you all right? No. I'm damned well annoyed with him. With who? With me. I was against Penny from the start. Buying arms is not the answer. Whatever problem faced India, they can only be overcome by negotiation. Gandhi's right. The peaceful way is the only way. You two know each other? Oh, yes. The prince and I are engaged, for better or for worse. Engaged? When I found she had come here and why, I chased after her, of course. Unfortunately, a man in my position cannot move as swiftly or anonymously as he would like. So we had it the wrong way round. 
Prince Ravani, you were trying to prevent Penny from buying the arms. I spoke with Venlo. You met him. He was implacable. A deal is a deal, he said. I had only one other recourse. He turns up at East India Wharf as I'm about to make the payment and drags me away. Oh, never marry a prince. But if you do, expect a good wedding present, eh? Now, I happen to have So Venlo's got a shipment of arms for which he hasn't been paid sitting in the hold of a boat. He's not going to be a happy man, is he? Mrs. Daunt, Miss Dervish, I trust I can rely on your discretion to keep silent about Penny's impetuous actions. As far as the police go, yes. But, Penny, I do think you need to talk to your father. Don't you? Must I? Yes, Penny, you must. Mr. Mackey? Bill, I'll take it. Your father will forgive you for theft, Penny. And you should at least tell him you're engaged. Wait a minute, Bill. Um, if you do want to speak to Sir Gerald, we'd better get a move on. Apparently he's checked out of his club, but not before booking a berth on that cargo ship to Bombay. Why would Daddy do that? Partly for the love of India, I imagine. But mostly for the love of you. He thinks you're over there. What time does the boat leave? At midnight. Was that this Rolls Royce could go faster? You are picking the language up as well, Miss Dervish. Yes, it would be foolish to miss a colonel at this stage. Perhaps, but that's not all that worries me. If Venlo's rifles are already on the ship, he's not going to be far away. And if Jerry's there as well... But Venlo doesn't know Sir Jerry. Not by sight, but by surname, however. I think we'd better pull the car up here just in case. If you stay with Penny, sir, Susan and I will go on alone. What would Venlo do with Sir Jerry, assuming he picked him off the passenger list? Oh, excuse me. Sorry. So sorry. Hold him a surety, I'd say. Jerry sounds like a rich man after all. I suppose. Right. We're on board. Now what? This may be a cargo boat, but there are plenty of passengers. Not many Europeans, though. Wait a minute, there's Bill. Josephine, Susan. Have you found Jerry? He's not in his cabin, and I've searched the decks. Perhaps he's changed his mind, or he's not on board yet. Perhaps. Or else. Or else what? That crane. They're still loading. Have you checked the hold? No. It's almost pitch black down here. Yes, but I recognize Venlo's crates. Presumably, they either can't or won't unload them. The crane stopped for the moment anyway. There doesn't seem to be anyone around. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Venlo, where are you? Over here, with your friend. Josephine, don't come near. He has a gun. A gun? Ha! A lot more than a gun, believe me. That's my problem. I've got about 500 of the bleeders. I've got more arms than an Indian goddess. Put it down, Venlo. Not until I'm paid. As I've explained to your aristocratic pal. I wouldn't give you the money if I had it. You'll change your mind. Oh, oh Jerry! Oh, oh, Jerry! I'm all right, I'm all right. You three come one step closer and he won't be. What should we do? We could get to the guns. But there's no chance of that. I want my money! Still, there's always some sort of weapon at hand. Ah, yes, why not? Josephine, keep him talking so I can 
Uh, all right, Benlow. Maybe we can negotiate. We'll have to do more than negotiate. Because I've got all the bargaining power on my side. Well, Jerry! I'm all right, Joseph. I'm all right. Just a demonstration. No one can hear us down here. And believe me, I'm not going to run out of ammunition, am I? Once I get paid for this shipment, then I'm in business. The embargo comes off, I'm ahead of the game. I supply one side, then the other, then back to the first again. It's a license to print money, the arms business. Believe me. And no one's going to spoil that for me. What are you up to? You're sure of your accuracy. You're Miss Fenlow. You're hit some jelly. I said, what are you doing? No one messes with Richard Fenlow. No one. Let go! This is a little more convivial than the last visit. Even if Ingleby has been so. But without regrets by the sound of it. <laughs> Another sundowner, anybody? A quick one. Will you join us, Chandra? I do not drink, Mr. Mackey. But I wish you good health and a long life. You too, Chandra. And we won't try that in Hindi. And you're finally going back home. Yes. If Sir Gerald is happy to return... Then so am I. Happy to return. I'm delighted. Should never have left. And I'll be going with family. You're a brave man, Sir Gerald. Thanks to Miss Dervish's marksmanship, Venlo has been arrested. But there will be others. Conflict, I'm afraid, is inevitable. A country will emerge on the far side. I'm sure you're right. We should be getting back to town. Jerry, we may not see one another again. Oh, you never know, Josephine. You never know. Pick her up. Come here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you, Mackie? Good man. Past is past, eh? Past is past, Sir Gerald. And our secret. Goodbye, Miss Dervish. Mrs. Daunt? Uh, goodbye to you both, and good luck to you. Thank you. Yes, goodbye all. And farewell, Ingleby. Farewell. Thomas Wheatley. The director was Colin Guthrie. Only a single there, so that's 143 for four wickets. Archibald Watson, Crease, J.B. Watson from the nursery end. What? Watson. What? What? Watson begins his run-up, 
right arm over the wicket. And he's clean bowled. What? Middle stump. What? What's bowled Watson? What? No, Watson. What? Watson. 